You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast with today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we got Preacher tonight. This was, what, the 10th episode? The 10th. And... Dirty Little Secret. Dirty Little Secret. And the Dirty Little Secret is, Def Green was the director. Good on her. Yeah, um... Dirty is a good word. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to put that out there um, for multiple ways. Um, uh, you know, I will say this episode um, definitely uh, breached some boundaries I didn't know was possible in AMC or yes. cable television. I mean, cable um, television in general. They uh, they created the Kama Sutra. I'm going I'm to go ahead and say there's, it. You know, I really want to know. You know, before I kind of tell you what my opinion of the overall episode was, I wonder how many people were offended by the first five minutes. I mean, it's got to be a couple million, however many people watch it, minus like 5%. I mean, I just, you know. At first, one, I didn't know what was going on. to create on. a, you know, a comedic version of something, this, that, or so on. But like, this is like, it's way on out there. Yeah. I mean, before, like, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, Seth Rogen tweeted out, I've been wanting to make this scene for so long. And, like, he was like, you guys are going to be shocked. You know, everyone's on Twitter trying to get him to reveal. He's like, just watch. Just wait. It won't take long into the episode. And uh, one of the famous opening scenes that we've been craving for so long in this season. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what made season one so good was is that every opener was like. It could have been 15 minutes. that had nothing to do with the episode. Yeah, it was just. Well, it was a long intro. Yes. I mean, it really, really was of all of them and stuff. And I was really like, golly, it seems like this is older in times with the wall and this and that. And I'm like, where is this coming? Where is this going? Well, it was coming a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A few, a few <laughs> different <laughs> times. Different. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was something, you know. It, and, it, I mean, the way they went between showing them and then switching the shadows when they were switching positions and everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all six of them. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, this took me a lot back to, I don't know if a lot of people watched American Gods. But American Gods really pushed television with their sex scenes. Yeah. And uh, AMC let Preacher go as far as I think you humanly can. I don't think they could have gone any farther. No, especially with the character they decided to use for this uh, particular yeah. sequence. You know, I, I just have this really strong feeling that there was a lot of people who, if you were ever on the fence about continuing to watch Preacher. This knocked you off. This right here went ahead and said... Delete, you know, DVR will no longer be recording, da 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 I mean, were you offended by the opening scene, or were you... Well, I was the cackling deal. the Here, entire... Here's the deal. is is that if you go into watching Preacher, and you get offended by something on Preacher, you never should have been watching it in the first place. Very true. You have to go into it with the understanding that this is a alternative reality, you know, a fictional spin on, you know, belief. I mean, I mean like, come on. I mean, it's about a preacher who has power derived from... Opposite angels mm-hmm. screwing, creating a uh, an alternate powerful <laughs> being. Um, God is on the run, and you're chasing after him. And you have a fictional hell character who's a you know a cowboy that you know is unstoppable. I mean, like yeah. we made we, we made put hit. all that in perspective. Yeah, there's nothing that should offend you unless they just literally called your name out and said you're a bitch on tele- national television. <laughs> and you know what? At that point, you should just applaud them because yeah, you know they, they gave you a shout out. out. Yeah, getting a lotto. You know what I mean? I mean like, the bottom show. line is, they go, Zach, you're a bitch. Like that. <laughs> your I'm podcast like, sucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll get the t shirt made and everything. Yeah, you I know. Mean, shoot, what, what, what do they say? There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, all I mean, publicity is good publicity. Yeah, really. So I mean. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, so, I this mean, show managed to make Hitler a sympathetic character. Yeah, when you feel sorry for someone like that, yeah. there you go. 
So, I mean, all right, so what is your overall opinion of the episode? I don't even want to go there. Like, in, in all honesty. <laughs> that speaks volumes. <laughs> like, I don't really want to grade this episode on how good it was because it wasn't a good episode, in my opinion. I mean, it really wasn't. It was boring. I think we've ruined some characters. Well, I just don't really understand why we're sticking with a storyline for Tulip. I don't understand why Cassidy is no longer really fun to watch right now. No. You know, you know what they've done with his storyline. Jesse and them constantly being separated is is you know is detrimental to how the show runs um i mean i I mean i do love that her star is you know is a cool new spin like he's become the new cassie like i've said before and he's spontaneous and crazy but even that kind of wore off this episode it really wore off on me like i wasn't uh, i didn't appreciate him that much this episode right and i i I gotta be honest with you me being reading the reading the comics uh, past this point I kind of expected what we were going to be the big reveal of the Messiah mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I kind of already knew what the big surprise was going to be. So it's kind of like, you know, that's where like Walking Dead gets me. Is yeah. That Walking Dead, you 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 do the comic book and you expect certain people to die certain ways and they've spun it. You know, they did a Kirkman remix. And so you really don't know if that's what's going to happen. So the episode's exciting, even though you kind of have an idea where it's going to go, but you just don't know who's going to die. Or yeah. what's going to happen. This one followed the lines, but they really couldn't blur the lines on this. Okay. And so it, being a comic book reader kind of was like, eh, okay, you know, I was really curious if you were actually going to do it like they did the comic book, and they did. Actually, well, worse. So is the Messiah, is he the same child that was conceived in the opening scenes? Or? No, 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 no. That is the 25th generation. So that these- child you saw that was conceived lived up, had a children, died. That next child grew up, had okay. children, died. You know, just like you and I. So they're just lineage. letting these pe- these guys just live their lives normally and we're just protecting them? Right, it's them. just been a protective order to make sure that the male heir or descendant of Jesus has survived 25 generations to what you see today. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, that's just kind of weird to me, I guess. Like, I don't well, know. Well, not, not only that, is this that, you know... Here's the part that bothered me the most is that he said, you know, you keep bloodlines pure. Mm-hmm. And so then he made the comment of inbreeding, which we're, we're way into the episode now. We're past that review, you know. But he goes, inbreeding has had some, you know, devastating side effects. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I felt like we were watching Game of Thrones a little bit when we we're talking about incest, brother, sister, this, that, or so on. You know, aunt, nephew, would, you know. I wouldn't see that that was necessary. No. Because like, here's the deal. If Jesus conceived a child with, which I'm guessing this is Mary, because you know, there is the alternate theories in, in, in religion of da, 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 that he conceived a child. Yes. You know, or, with, uh, or was it, yeah, Mary. I think it was Mary. You know, it was, um, there, was a, there was a hooker that, you know. Um, Mary Magdalene, I think. That's it. Yeah, Mary. I was right. Um, and that. So that child, yeah, is a direct descendant of him, but it's still half of Mary. Yes. So it's not like the next child needs to sleep with the sister. There's always going to be, it's a half or a little bit. It's a direct descendant. So the idea of having to inbreed. Yeah, I mean, it's Jesus' blood and stuff. Like, I mean, I think that's going to be pure enough for anything. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I'm getting at. Like, So when he was talking about inbreeding had its side effects, I'm like, why was inbreeding even there? So that right there was like, okay, you you put that in there to create this comical effect yes. at the end, and so on. And but also, I mean, part of it, like inbreeding, wasn't looked down upon necessarily way back then either. 
Right, but I, I get that. But but yeah, I, I don't come think on. I did not appreciate. Like I wasn't laughing when this guy well, was peeing thing. on. He didn't Jesse. conceive two children, so it didn't start off as inbreeding. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I just I don't know. I, I see what was, you're saying. Like, it, it was for comedic value, and it didn't know, land. And it, well, I think it was shocking to the person who didn't expect it. But then, I just when you think about it, I, don't, I think it goes back to if you're, you're if you're if you're a religious person or you're a Christian or mm. this or so whatever, you know you're you're gonna judge the comments made. You're gonna you're gonna disbelief or try to find flaws in it because that's not, that's not your belief. Yeah. So being a religious person, you immediately are hypocritical of everything that's said and done. If you weren't, then you could probably this is probably something funny. Or, you know, you think it's hilarious or whatever. Da, 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 da. So it's hard for me to say a judgment. But when I'm thinking the, the inbreeding thing he said, it just kind of bothered me because, like, that wasn't necessary. Yeah, like, I didn't see a point you know, for it and, and stuff. So, but also, like, I haven't seen the social media backlash on this episode well, or anything. I'll be honest with you. This was our lightest we've ever had in social media buzz. Yeah. With this episode. I think it really was just from, like, you think about it, the opening 10 minutes probably turned some folks off. And then when you see the result later at the end of the episode, if you hadn't already turned it off, a lot of turned it off, possibly you were already, you didn't, you turned it off there. I don't know. Some people were just touchy about stuff like that, you know, but also, Um, I mean, like I applaud the show for testing new boundaries and going that way. You know, like that. It it didn't bother me. No, you go into the show, understanding what the show is going to be. It's meant to be shock and awe. I mean, it literally is shock and awe television. Yes. Uh, comic book, it is shock <laughs> and awe. Like, so, I, I see people posting like in the AMC Preacher stuff of comic shots of her star, and I'm like, we are missing one of the comic's greatest characters because this dude is a badass in like, all of the things I'm seeing. Right. And so we're, it's going to be interesting. you know. But just to kind of dive into the episode and key points here, we talked about it. I mean, like Cassidy and Dennis, you know – the whole deal of, I think it's cool that they have those devices where you can talk to the device, the other one talks to him. I've never seen this device in real life, have you? Because I've never seen this it. This is a revelation. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, if it exists, that is absolutely awesome. Like, I mean, we can travel anywhere and just start talking to people and be able to understand. That's huge. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I mean, just think about it. If you're wearing that around your neck and it does dual, dual yeah. purpose, so all you do is walk up to somebody and they'll start talking, you'll understand, and you start talking and they'll understand. I mean, that's a game changer. Yeah, Mexicans so are screwed me. in this country. <laughs> <laughs> no more habanero <laughs> inglés. Like, we're, right. we're done. That's right. I'm going across the border again. <laughs> but, so I thought some cool, but, you know, the, you know, them having prostitutes in there and like a little, a little gift from my son. Mm-hmm. But with that, I don't know. I, I thought that was funny the first time that we did the whole I'm mm-hmm. the father son routine. Is are we to believe that since he's turned him that he's like acting like a child, you know, or are we saying that he's just bloodlust happy because of his turn? You know, you I'm saying I'm confused. I, I think it's like bloodlust happy because like he's never had the taste of blood and like that's what he wants to eat and everything. But then it's also this guy's been sick for God knows how long. Like I mean, he's literally the only person I guess. And he's spry again, you know, he's able to move right. and then Cassidy's like, oh, look, you know, you're a newborn child again and I actually get to care for you and we're going to yeah. have kind of the same interest and now we can be friends. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like a lot of that stuff. All I get that, but I got to be honest with you. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's just not working. No. like Well, I mean, it's, it's cute and funny for a little bit, you know, and I get all that, but. You know. I just don't need it. Like, because like, it's just. 
we're stuck in New Orleans still. Like I want yeah. Cassidy ribbing with Jesse and Tulip hitting them both across the side of the head and be like, guys, yeah, I mean, let's the go. First three episodes, we're on the move. We're we're meeting new characters. We're crazy situations. There's some cool violence, the spontaneous stuff. And like, this, the, the season, all these things are really, really, yeah. really, really, really. And then for the last five, six episodes, we've had some bad lulls. Um, we've kind of stayed in the same spot. We focused on characters individually. Don't get me wrong. Now I understand you want to be storytellers. You yes. want to be, you want to be able to write characters and do different like that. But we have such few and far between with our space and Hitler. It takes three episodes before you get another scene with them, and they've jumped. You know, so it's not where it was. And then, you know, like I said, we're dealing with tulip and like give us badass tulip. Give us the tulip that we love and cherish. And I and thought we were so close here because the girl made the mistake of talking about Robin Banks and Dallas instead yes. of so on. And I was and I was, was really it. hoping that Tulip was going to catch it. And initially, she lets it slide, and I was like, "Oh God!" I know. And then I was like, "Yes, she did. She brought yes. it, came back, and da da da." And then she's like, "Oh no, 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 yeah." Well, then like the first time they play off, she's like, "Oh no, you're right. You know, I probably just had a brain fart or something." Then she's like, giving her a little bit of time, formulated plan and stuff. She's like, "No, but seriously, how do you know about Dallas?" Yeah, like it's not something I ever talked to anybody yes. about. Yes. So, I mean, I was enjoying that. So, I was expecting we were going to get a girl fight or something. Like, we're going to see something throw down. Oh, yeah. We're I thought we were something about like that, you know. And I was really looking forward to this. I was like, it's about time we started getting Tulip to be Tulip. And instead, you know, that we do this little rope dope where we call the phony Rodney over yeah. here. Creative shakeup on uh, old girl's part, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll give her that. That's but quick. That was quick on the. Quick little draw. As soon as I see Tulip finish her, or finish uh, fake Rodney, I expect her to be like, so about Dallas. Yeah. Like, she should not have dropped this. She really shouldn't have. Like, and I mean, you're giving her something, like, beating people up, that's her environment. She's not going to conveniently forget something because, you know, she just beat the crap out of somebody. Yeah, That's not her nature. Absolutely. And so, the fact that like if she's dropped it next episode, I'm going to be very upset with how the show's going. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm very with you. I just I don't really get the whole idea. You know, I mean, I mean they did the whole breakfast thing, the conversations, and blah blah blah. You know, and she's trying to put her in direction, and all that's fine. You know, and I, I get all that. You know, but like, and I thought she was going to catch her with the blueberries because I thought she was going to offer a bowl of blueberries and as a thing of cereal and be like. I don't really like them. And she was going to be like, you said it was your favorite. Right. Like, I thought that's how she was going to catch her. But Yeah, we're waiting on the slip. And we've already got the slip. And so now, like, we need a second slip or her to just keep pressuring her on this. Yeah, I really hope so. You want to believe that Tulip's like, okay, I'm just going to keep playing this game. And then unfold it. Yeah, like, there's... Because last season she had a little bit of a lull. Like we said, like, pretty much seven episodes she's been in a lull. And we are wasting such a great performance by Ruth Nega. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I want to say this is going to amount to something. I'm and just it, not seeing it. No. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, where are the breadcrumbs? What am I missing here? Where is this going to go? I wish I knew because yeah. it's a struggle to see her. Like, I don't want to be depressed when I see two up on yeah, screen. It's just like her when she's doing the, the breaking the eggs. Yeah. I mean, she's breaking the eggs and putting the shells in the bowl. Breaking the eggs, put the shells in the box. I mean, I don't know. Like she's just like crushing it in her head yeah, or something. I'm just, and so, 
uh, we've seen three episodes in a row where she's struggling. She's sleeping. She's having nightmares. She's having nightmares. She can't mix eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, we got this, that, so on. I mean, like, w- when do we see light at the end of the tunnel, or when do we see something good in the direction that's going to show her coming back to us like we want? Yes. So they need to hurry up with that part. Um, going back to Jesse, when the, the episode started right where the last one left off. Where her star are there at the bar. Now, this is a cool visual shot where they yes. have both of them sitting there and you see the panorama mm-hmm. of the bar behind them. And some of the dialogue is fantastic, you know. And he's like, You know what God is? He goes, Well, I'm going to give you the short answer and the long answer. He goes, Well, they're technically the same. Yeah. yeah. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We don't know. Right. And they like laid out everything that the Grail is. And this bartender's just sitting there, you know, being with a bartender. Oh, no. Are you fine? <laughs> like, no. You like, what be? do you mean? <laughs> and I thought that was great. I was like, That's exactly how those characters should be act- right. acting. How about the binders? Oh, my God. Charts and graphs, you know, and I was just like, goes ahead and really? gives a smack, and then yeah. like after he's like, you know what, you're not a pie chart kind of guy, are you? <laughs> no. um, and you know, I liked that this was all a setup. I liked that he f- was going to force him to use the the word and the power mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But did you like the whole take me there and put a pillowcase over my head? No, because I mean, I I, I liked how he was like, look, we don't trust you either. I was like, that's a very safe move and everything. I respect that. But if I'm Jesse, I'm like, I'm using the voice. I'm not putting that on. Like, why would he? I'm with you. I mean, you've gone to the point this far. Yeah. At no point in time am I not going to know where your hideout is. And something else is is that you notice that he's in a car. He's in a plane. He's in a train. Mm -hmm. He's back in a car. Back in a train. I mean, like. Did you, I mean, you really kept the pillow on your head the entire, entire time, time in your public view? I mean, I don't know. Like, that stuff's uncomfortable. Like, you get high. Like, no. There's zero chance. I, I don't know. If I'm Jesse with this power that I'm keeping this hood on. Uh, that's me. Especially what it looks seems to be. In the comic book, like, he's on some island off of Italy or somewhere. You know, he's in Europe. Yeah. The Messiah. And so, and this is New Orleans. So, obviously, this is a big deal of travel. You know, and this is over over 24 hours, One, you know, to get there, come back, the whole nine yards, if you just have that kind of flights, all that stuff lined up. I mean, which, I mean, they probably have a private jet and everything, but look, I'm going to be honest with you. They kidnapped Littlefinger and stole his carriage. Like, I mean, the amount of time <laughs> yeah. travel that went through this episode. Well, at least they showed a scene of him, like, going really, really fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the train's moving at Mach and yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, they give, they give us that. You know, it's just not the magical time, you know. The convenience of it and everything. And so on. But, so we're back to the whole, we're here to see the Messiah. He comes in. And forget that the the guy pees on him. Well, well, before that, like we get the, what was the point of the uh, metal detector? Okay. Yeah, before they left, he went to introduce them to the Pope and the Bishop. Yes. This is supposed to be the freaking Pope, okay? All right. Which I, I did appreciate this scene. Right. And so they come in, and yeah, the metal detector. And see, here's the other thing too: is is that there's something about that. There's a reason they showed us the end of that bullet. Was and it, it the had bullet a star shape at the end of the bullet? See, I thought that was a ring, but that was no, the bullet. That was the bullet that, that he collected uh, from. Okay. And so on. And so, is it coincidental that it had a star shape on the bullet and his last name Star? No. You know, that's kind of what I think too. So I'm really curious because he looked at it like, hmm. 
you know, what do we got here? Yeah. But here's my other problem with this. My man had a belt buckle that was metal. Yeah. Didn't ding. He had the, the on his collar, Colors. had the metal tips. His, uh. He had his watch. Or yep. his, um. Whatever those things are. People cufflinks. wear su- cufflinks. That's yeah. what it is. His boots. I mean, they have the little metal tips on the. Like, I mean, so on. much. Come on, dude. And I was like, this is a total misfire. And you're telling me a copper bullet is what's going to? Yeah. No, it was, that was, ugh. And like, this was like, a, it felt like a 15 minute metal detector scene. Yeah. But it was probably only like two minutes. And I don't know about you. I get harassed at airports all the time. And I wonder see, why. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know what? Partly me. <laughs> you know, note to people out there, never dress like a bum when you go to the airport. Yeah. Dress up. You know, treat it like the 60s and 70s. It's an event. There you go. But uh, being a big person, airport security, they they hammer you. (laughs) So he goes into this office and he meets the Pope and the bishop like that. And I love the two different stories. Like, I I mean, mean, there's no way. You know, Bishop's like, he's getting, you know, he's ran out. He's on the run. He's on the lamb. (laughs) To these bad angels, da, 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 which is really what the story in the comic book does kind of tell you. Okay. You know, so I mean, like, that's not giving away anything. And um and then the Pope's like bullshit. <laughs> he's just he like, no. say it, but he's like, you know, I almost wanted him to say yes. it. You know, like bull. What are you smoking <laughs> over there? You know. But I found it curious. It was the Pope was the first one to go, right? That was talking. No, the bishop went okay, first. Okay, the bishop. He called him Lord. And I, I know, like when we go to church and stuff, you know, pray to the Lord and everything. But that seems so disrespectful when you're talking about God. Right. Like, especially, like, in this pretense. It's all about context, you know, yeah. how, how it's coming out. And I, I could see that. I could see and that. And I was just like, man, this is the most powerful person. Like, we're not giving him a title like Lord or anything. Like, he's a king. This is God. Right. And especially if someone, like, of this caliber, just call him God. Now, something else he said, which was fooled me later, is he said, you know, he has, you know, the boy. Mm-hmm. The boy. There was no boy. No. This is a grown-ass man. Like the the boy, I guess mentality, but like you said, right. Well, here's the other thing: is in the comic book, it was a teenager boy. Okay. Like, and he looked nothing like Jesus. Yeah, I, this dude, I thought he was just a stupid I, Jesus. Like, I, I mean, he looked exactly like him. Yes. Yeah. Um. And so, when they made that comment, and he was like the boy, I was like, well, that's what I'm expecting to see is a teenager at best. I mean, the kid in the comic book, like. Like I was expecting he looked to... ginger, pimply, oh, um, wore a t-shirt and shorts, and you know was peeing on folks, and a gardener helped take care of him. I mean, like, oh no, I mean, <laughs> like, and like nothing like he was trapped down into a, a coffin or cell, you know, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So and didn't have the facial characteristics of you know somebody who was mentally challenged or mm-hmm. retarded or inbreeding, whatever you want to call it. And so they did shake that up. They really, really did. No, like I was, I was fully expecting like a six or seven year old at max, right? Especially when you're calling somebody boy. Boy, but. yeah. And so that that was something different. So, so I mean, like all that, and then to basically get towards the end of the episode is that you know he comes, Jesse and them come back, and Star's like. You know, basically, it finds out like this was all you played me. Yes, but don't you realize that if the Lord is gone, why don't you just become Him? You have the power. You have this. It was know? interesting. I, I liked. The, it was an interesting offer. I, I don't know. I would personally try to take it. Probably. Well, here's the thing about that is, is that like he said, that is blasphemy. If to be a false god. Yes. 
you know, and so on. But are you false if the real God doesn't want it anymore and you have the power? Anything self-proclaimed. Okay. Other than God. It is blasphemy. So, I mean, like that right there, yeah, he was right on the money and so on. But the other thing is, is too, is that he is mortal man. So, I mean, like he could take a bullet and die just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, that's, that's the whole deal. So, and you're only as good as people can hear you. That's true. You know what I mean? And so, you know, do you live your life controlling others because you have a, po- a voice? And what if, I guess, do we know if you speak a different language, if Genesis works on you? Okay, well, to answer that question, in the comic books, like guys of different nationalities that speak different languages yeah. on purpose were hired. Oh. So that's kind of a... So do we see what Cassie has around his neck playing a part? Very possible. Very, very possible. Oh, that's very interesting. That was semi-spoilery, but, you know, I've, it's... We need something to spice up the episode. Yeah, I mean, but it, it doesn't give anything away. But yeah. you're going to come to realize that, you know, if somebody doesn't speak English, it does affect how it works. Okay. People need to understand and comprehend what you're saying for the voice to work. Well, then, like, man, the fact that we're in Louisiana, like, this should have played yeah, a little... Yeah, some real coon yeah. asses down there, and, you know... Which, by the way, if you don't, a coon ass is not a disrespectful racist comment. No. If you're from Louisiana, a coon ass is somebody who is of a true um, French Cajun descent that has a terrible, I won't say terrible, I'm going to rephrase that, <laughs> has a way of communicating that is like sloppy French English mix. Nay, impossible to understand. And it's, it's borderline gibberish. Yes. I mean, just straight up. I lived in Louisiana for a while. Um, I had two or three friends that were proud to be called themselves coonasses, and it took like I understood about every fourth or fifth word. It is like, if you've ever seen Waterboy, yes, that's about the seen, perfect example. If you've seen the guy with the overalls that just <laughs> blah, 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 football, you know, it's like it's like, it's like it's like Ed Orgeron from the LSU or Ole Miss back in the day. You know, that's what a, that's what a coonass is. Um, that they just it, it just sounds like complete gibberish. But they, let me tell you something: party effing animals. Oh yes, these guys will have a party when a Katrina was coming. They're out there excited about a hurricane, and just know how to live life. Don't care about nothing. Yeah, great guys to have friends. I mean, let me tell you, just you're going to have a good time if one or two of them are around you There's at no all doubt. times. There's no doubt. So basically, the episode kind of wraps up with Jesse telling Star, blowing him off, you know, and basically thinking about my offer, use my resources, blah, blah, blah. But the key thing of the entire episode is, is when he saw the Messiah, the Messiah was drawing pictures of God. Mm-hmm. Did you catch it? No. Okay. When they first got to Louisiana, they said they wanted to see God. And they went down there and saw an old man, a guy in a dog suit of a Dalmatian. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the Messiah was drawing a picture of the Dalmatian head. Oh, and so they actually met God already. He was hiding in the suit like Jake and I and all of us, we talked about, like there was a reason that guy looked at him funny through the dog suit and they walked away. So the guy in the Dalmatian suit could- is what it looks to be God or is the biggest clue to God. Huh. And so that's what the preview of the next episode is, is that Jesse re- realizes that the Messiah was drawing pictures of the Dalmatian dog, yeah. which was the guy in the suit. But so you, you think the Messiah is supposed to know who God is or where he is? I, I would, you would imagine so. If he's part of the lineage, then yeah, he probably, you know. Has it some sense, kind of connection? Aura, whatever okay. you want to call it. And so that was the big clue of the entire episode. Everything else, you know, her finding the broken tile and the, and the guns and all that other stuff like that, that's just fluff for next episode. Yeah. You know what I mean, because what the preview shows. You know, and so 
That's what the big deal is. And so now we're going to get the storyline moving forward. Hopefully. To, you know, hopefully. Now, I swear, if we go back to that place and he asks for God and the Dalmatian guy's gone, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, he's going to be gone. Yeah, but I mean, it's just. Ugh. So, I mean, like, we well, just got to hope that the Saint of Killers gets out somehow or. But no, because I don't even want Tulip mad at Jesse anymore. Like, that's just not worth it. Well, Tulip's going to ask the question, did you really send him to hell? And maybe that's the reason she's having the nightmares is because he's still here on Earth. Yes. You know, and so that's going to come down to where it's going to kind of create some animosity on their relationship. And Jesse can't send him to hell because then he's sending his own soul to hell. And it's just like, oh, God. Right. Well, now you have to get him in the truck. How would you even get down to him? So, I mean, there's a, eh, there's a lot there's going a on. There's a lot going on there. So, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. The next episode is going to have, I hope, is going to pick up. We only have three left. Yes. And so, I'm really hoping we get back to it. Um enjoying our more dynamic characters for what they're known for and moving away from what we're doing. You know, I'm what do you think Dennis is like, do you think Cassie's going to have to kill Dennis before the end of this season? I, I almost hope so. I I think he's going to have to, or someone's going, Dennis is going to have to die. Well, I think Dennis is going to become the liability or there's going to be real repercussions from Cassie's past that we've been hoping to get for Nep for old Seamus. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really curious. I mean, Dennis you know, does nothing, nothing for me. To me, he is nothing more than a distraction of where I want the show to go. But then again, I'm not. The show doesn't cater to me. No. So I don't know. And like I've been seeing a lot of people on social media saying, "Man, I hope Cassie stays behind and we get Dennis and Cassidy." How dare all of you? Yeah, really. Complete blasphemy. Look, man, the three amigos are nothing. Yes. I mean, give me a break. And I need the three amigos being the three amigos, not, the th- you know, three duds of different directions. And I need Cassidy being afraid of going outside with sunshine and everything, not just, I got my umbrella, everything's A-OK. Right. No. Yeah, we, we need some more of that stuff. You know, um, there's no doubt. There's no no doubt. Guys, what did y'all think? Did, did, what, did the episode bleed for you? Or did you were you excited? Did, did you enjoy that we have story development? Or do you feel the same way we are, that we're kind of struggling? Let us know, man. Anytime. Hit us on Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. We're on Facebook. Twitter, we're YouTube. On Twitter, YouTube. We're all these places like that. Uh, we love conversating. You know, we have several people we can chat back and forth with. And we incorporate their opinions into our opinions. You know, and sometimes we even do name drops, you know, if we really get a good situation. So don't don't hesitate. Hit us up. We'd love to chat with you. And I promise you, you email us or you hit us up, we do conversate with you. I don't think we've ever left somebody hanging with a comment or an opinion, even if it was opposite or you hate or hate our show. Don't be scared. Come on with it. We'd love to hear from you. But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call tonight and look forward to next week. You got yep. anything else, Cash? Uh, absolutely not. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week. <laughs>